0: I first woke up at the age of six. It began with an itch in my leg—my left leg—but somehow I knew I wasn't supposed to scratch it. Although my eyes were closed, I was standing up—in fact, I was standing on a huge stage, and I was playing the violin. I was in the middle of playing the Vivaldi Concerto in A minor. I was wearing a little Lord Fauntleroy suit, ruffled white silk shirt with puffy sleeves, black velvet short pants with ivory buttons and matching vest, white socks, and black patent leather shoes. My hair was platinum blonde and wavy. On this particular Saturday evening, January 14, 1939, I was in the process of becoming the youngest concert artist in any field ever to perform at Carnegie Hall. But all I knew was that I was being taunted by an itch, an itch that had become my adversary. I was tempted to stop playing the violin just for a second and scratch my leg with the bow, yet I was vaguely aware that this would not be appropriate. I had been well-trained. I was a true professional. But that itch kept getting fiercer and fiercer. Then, suddenly, an impulse surfaced from my hidden laboratory of alternative possibilities, and I surrendered to it. Balancing on my left foot, I scratched my left leg with my right foot without missing a note of the Vivaldi Concerto. Between the impulse and the surrender there was a choice. I had decided to balance on one foot, and it was that simple act of choosing which triggered the precise moment of my awakening to the mystery of consciousness. This is me. The relief of scratching my leg was overshadowed by a surge of energy throughout my body. I was being engulfed by some kind of spiritual orgasm by a wave of born-again ecstasy with no ideological context, no doctrine to explain the shock of my own existence, no dogma to function as a metaphor for the mystery. Instead, I woke up to the sound of laughter. I had heard that sound before, sweet and comforting, but never like this. Now I could hear a whole symphony of delight and reassurance, like clarinets and guitars harmonizing with saxophones and drums. It was the audience laughing. I opened my eyes. There were rows upon rows of people sitting out there in the dark, and they were all laughing together. They had understood my plight. It was easier for them to identify with the urge to scratch than with a little freak playing the violin. And I could identify with them identifying with me. I knew that laughter felt good, and I was pleased that it made the audience feel good, but I hadn't intended to make them laugh. I was merely trying to solve a personal dilemma. So the lesson I woke up to, this totally nonverbal internal buzz, would serve as my lifetime filter for perceiving reality and its rules. If you could somehow translate that buzz into words, it would spell out, one person's logic is another person's humor. I finished playing Vivaldi by rote. Then I bowed to the audience and walked off stage. The applause continued, and I was pushed back on stage by my violin teacher, Misha Goodman, to play an encore, Oriental. I had previously asked him, while rehearsing the encore, why I wasn't listed on the program since we already knew that I would play it at the concert. But instead of answering my question, he poked me in the chest, verbalizing each poke Violin up! Violin up! Now, while playing oriental, I heard the echo of his voice, and I automatically raised my violin higher. Then I popped my ears, and the music sounded clearer. I wondered if it sounded clearer to the audience, too. They had no idea that their laughter had woken me up. I was overwhelmed by the notion that everybody in the audience had their own individual, this is me, but maybe some of them were still asleep and didn't know it. How could you tell who was awake and who was asleep? After all, I hadn't known that I was asleep, and look what I accomplished before I woke up. If it hadn't been for that itch, I might still be asleep. There was, of course, an objective scientific explanation for what happened on the stage of Carnegie Hall. According to a textbook, Physiological Psychology, it is now rather well accepted that itch is a variant of the pain experience and employs the same sensory mechanisms. But for me— Something beyond an ordinary itch had occurred that night. It was as though I had been zapped by the god of absurdity.